WBNE. Howdy, yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today is Monday. And this is Bacon and Eggs. So rise from the Sarlacc pit and take your place as Daimyo. Because today we're bringing you the Book of Boba Fett. Okay, so Tyler, get this. We pan down from the twin sons of Tatooine. <laughs> Onto the Sarlacc pit, and after a beat, the gloved Mandalorian armored hand of Boba Fett rises from the sand. <laughs> it's, it's, I can't believe they did that. I, can, I absolutely can believe they did that. Uh, they, yeah, so they, I mean, they've really said the gloves are off. Yeah, like, you know, because Patton Oswalt is like a, uh, like a, like a, like a producer on this show. Yes, and he's, he's not just like, I don't know if he is, but I know Patton Oswalt is in the inner circle. You know yeah, what I'm saying? but he is, like, credited for this. Like, Right, but that could be, like, Paramore being credited for uh, good for you. You know, it could be like, I mean, we took this from Patton Oswalt and we want him to know, but this is kind of a wink. But, I mean, even, that's what I'm saying, is, is like, it, it is not like they were just sitting around, right? Like, it's it was his idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah they it wasn't just a script it. that was sitting around like, oh, well, Boba Fett's going to reach out of the Sarlacc pit. No. Yeah. Um, well, and it's kind of like, it's kind of like, it's, it's not that it doesn't fit. That's not what I'm trying to say. But it is like, this is definitely like a set piece moment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't know how else you could have done it, but I also don't know that you had to do it this way. I guess. I don't know. I thought it was awesome. Anyway, episode one, Stranger Strange Land, directed by Robert Rodriguez, released uh, December 29, 2021, which is four days ago, and it got 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. Tyler, what do you think of this show? I really like this. Yeah, this is good. It was. It's no Mandalorian, right? No, but it isn't in a good way. Yeah. Like, I thought, as I was watching it, as I was going through the whole episode, I was like, I need to rewatch all of Mando. Yeah right now yeah and i think Temora morrison i don't think that he is a fantastic actor no i don't i don't know what his like background is but i think when you're like he's obviously the only person that can do this part and when you approach him you're him you're star wars boba fett's this legendary character you're putting like a lot of weight on Temora morrison's shoulders yeah but at the same time they're absolutely playing to his strengths and ignoring his weaknesses right yes they're reminding us that star wars gets to be star wars uh in a way that the you know i don't want to say that these shows sour my opinion on the sequels at all i do think that i didn't like rise of skywalker very much i I go back and forth on Rise of Skywalker. I think... Well, I th here's my point. I've seen yeah. it once. Yep. And I've had no, absolutely no desire to watch it again. So... Right, like, it, not in the same way that I haven't had a desire to watch Avengers Endgame. Where, like, I watch Avengers Endgame, and I'm like, I'm, I, that is, that's three hours of my life, and it's gonna hurt, right? <laughs> but I, I think, I, I don't... I don't think about watching The Rise of Skywalker. I so like it doesn't occur to me to watch The Rise of Skywalker. But the more I dig into Star Wars, the more... The more they really just don't fit. <laughs> not that they don't fit, because I think they do. I think there's fantastic storytelling, maybe not in Rise of Skywalker, but in, in the first two. Um, right, but fantastic storytelling is never really... This is the same point you've been making on vocally on Twitter about Prisoner of Azkaban. Is that, like, Star Wars has really never been about fantastic storytelling. It kind of has. It kind of hasn't. Book of Boba Fett, in my mind, is Jon Favreau expanding on... Specifically, Return of the Jedi. Like okay. I think, well, you know, we always talk about with the Star Wars or with the Marvel shows where they sit down and they're like, "We need to make them love." What? Yeah. Iron what Man property 2. do we need to like right. really fix? 
I think and like Mando's total, job, and maybe it's just because I wa- Mando's job was to sell everybody on Star Wars. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, Mando's job <laughs> yeah. was to, to sell everybody on Star Wars to be like, hey, listen, we heard your complaints about the sequels. Um, we're not gonna decanonize them, but it's also not gonna be like that, right? Like, we'll, we're gonna do more of the more of this stuff, more of this stuff. Yeah, but I think yeah, I think the whole point. Obviously, there's some Attack of the Clones influence. There's like scenes pulled straight from Attack of the Clones yeah. in this, um, which I thought was cool. I actually didn't know like Disney in my mind. I think what Disney originally did with the sequels and with Mando was say like, I get it, you didn't like the prequels. This is something different. And for a long time, I felt like they were never gonna reference the prequels. Yeah. Um, I know that they're like, they made Clone Wars season eight and or season seven or whatever. Like I'm familiar with all of that, but it seems sure. like from a lot of what I've read that the focus from the Disney canon team is on original trilogy. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think this, I just watched Return of the Jedi. So maybe I'm just thinking about it a lot. And I watched the beginning of Return of the Jedi twice, like the first act through the sure. Jedi thing. And, um, just cause I wanted to, and that is what this show thematically feels like to me. Yeah. I can see that there. I mean, it pulls from a lot of the pre, I mean, obviously this happens before the sequels. So, right. We are still going to have to rectify that at some point. Yeah. It's some like, um, yeah, but there's going to have to be an on-screen representation of like, how did we get, how did we get to the first order from here? Yeah. How did, how did that happen? How did that happen? <laughs> uh, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of return of the Jedi in this. There's a lot of, um, new hope in this, obviously, cause it takes place on Tatooine. Um, yeah. and you like see a different moisture farmer family getting raided. I think uh, what I love about Tatooine and what Book of Boba Fett has already done is this is like a masterclass in, I know we've done a lot of set pieces here on Tatooine, but let's look at all the different characters we've met here and how we've developed them from Mando and from the movies and from everything. I thought it was crazy. Like, I love, one of the things I absolutely love is how Disney is like, hey, George Lucas, that Tusken Raider thing where you just made the sand people like these mindless villains was kind of racist. Yeah. We're going to fix that. We're going to fix that. Gently. Yeah. And also, and here's the thing, but the first episode of Book of Boba Fett has been, and I, and I, I you know, I thought it was going to be too early to do things like this, to make bold strokes like this, but it has been a brilliant retcon for the character Fennec Shand and Ming-Na Wen as an actress. I love Fennec Shand. Yeah. But she was awful, awful in the first season of Mando. Yeah. Just terrible. Yeah, she wa- Just absolute I, garbage. Dog what I love, <laughs> What I love about Ming-Na Wen, and this is... I was surprised I felt this way because I think Ming-Na Wen is a great character actor and she does stuff like this well. But I also think she comes in and like does this sort of campy TV style acting yeah. all the time. And I think it can be a little rough to watch. Yeah. I did not expect her and Tamuera Morrison to have the chemistry that they had. In in a campy TV acting setting. Yeah. And because this, this is, is campy. This is a stilly. This is silly. Uh, no. Just gonna start all that over. Tip of the tongue, teeth in the lips. This is a silly TV show. Yes. There, the, the the immediately, immediately they were like, okay, with the Mandalorian, you got lower stakes Star Wars. What we're gonna give you is lower stakes Mandalorian. Yes. Like this is the Star Wars softball. Yes. It is gonna probably take place entirely in this one town. I don't know about that. And in the past. Yeah. And I like the flashback thing that they're doing. I think it's oh yeah, it's interesting I, I, well. we are definitely not going to escape that. And I think they're going to continue to just pepper little prequel scenes, little OT scenes in there to recontextualize them in a way that makes you feel more better about those movies and better about um, Boba Fett. About Boba Fett, they've proven they can do this in Mando season two. They've proven they can do this with the um, the Marvel shows like 
the team that I mean, I'm sure it's it's Star Wars, so it's a different team, but I, I imagine there's a similar degree of oversight here. But the team that is working on these canon gymnastics is doing such a good job constantly yes. in ways that I just could not have ever predicted or expected or hoped for. I'm sure Kathleen Kennedy has called John Favreau and Kevin Feige into a room and been like, "Hey, what is the sauce, and how can we make it work for Star Wars?" Yeah. Yeah, what what can we do here? And, and how do we keep Joe and Anthony Russo out of it? <laughs> how do they keep the Russo brothers not apart? And Joss Whedon, please do not send him my way. Yeah. Uh, how do we make Dave Filoni feel like he is included and also make Dave Filoni fanboys make him feel like he is included? They love them from Dave Filoni. But they're but they're they're definitely keeping him on a short leash. Yes. And I feel like uh, yeah, I think I think what happened was 20 years ago whenever they did the Clone Wars, they were like, "Dave, you can have Cuz this is what they do. I didn't know this. When the authors get to write their novels, um they tell them what characters they can use." Yeah. And then sometimes they'll like write a character in and be like, hey, can I, I think this would really fit. Can I use it? And a lot of times Disney's like, no, you, you can't do that. Um, and I think what happened was they came to Dave Filoni and they were like, hey, here's the list of characters you can use. And it wasn't extensive. Yeah. It was like a bunch of random Jedi, like Poe Clune, all these random people. And of course you can use Anakin and Obi-Wan, but we'll let you create a character, which I think is where Ahsoka came from. And we'll let you use Darth Maul. And he has clung to that. Yeah. Like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> he yeah. He sat down in a basement with a with a you know sketchbook, just like all right, let's let's go. Because this was, you know, I don't even remember where they came with the the movie was like two thousand eight, right? And and yeah, Lucas Arts was sitting there like we are failing rapidly. Did y'all see Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? People hated that movie. Yeah, we are in trouble. So Dave, you know what? Do whatever you want. If the kids get interested in Star Wars, great. Have fun. And then Disney came in and we're like, we would like to throw all of the money at this. Billions of billions of dollars at this, right? People want Star Wars. They want it made by J.J. Abrams, and and then they were like, "Okay, um, we've got a huge problem here. In that this none of this matches, and we just let we've been letting this guy say whatever he wants about Anakin Skywalker for years, (laughs) years. (laughs) We really made they made him a sympathetic character, character. and nobody's really entirely (laughs) sure how we get back to." Uh, Vader. Vader, yeah. <laughs> Killing kids. But, yeah, no, I think this show is fantastic. Uh, it is super low stakes. The the flashbacks are great, especially, like, the literally, they're almost entirely nonverbal because none of the three people that are hanging out speak the same language. Oh, I know. And he, and, and, and you know, you're going to just continue to see, I think, how Boba Fett survived for however many years, five, six, ten years on Tatooine without his armor. Yeah. Um, and that's and I hope fascinating. And I hope we get to see, I hope we get to see what's his name show up again the dude that that took his armor oh um yeah the marshal the marshal the cowboy yeah yeah he was great that was a cool episode the great dragon yeah. yeah and i love oh my god the six-legged monster thing that like i love the way they did the choreography with how the arms would work with that like i mean i feel like they yeah. had to like invent a fighting style for this like centaur man right beast and they sold us on like scaly lizard dogs and skags yeah yeah i would die for the skags absolutely yeah you know and he, he yeah. like he hits the one and then like apologizes to it, and it's just like, yeah, we cool, we good. It's, it is what it is. It is what it is. I I, I attacked you. It's fine. We're good. But the I love the six legged monster thing. I thought, and I loved the way that they did it. I'm sure it was CG, but the way that it looked like a practical effect, and it kind of moved like that sort of 80s yeah. style, yeah, awkward. I thought it was great. Well, and so then I, what I also love is you know present day 
Boba Fett flat out refusing to be Jabba. Yes. Right. Like he's not going to be carried around. He's not going to do cause undue harm to people. You know, he's going to earn respect. Yeah. Any way he can get it. And and like he under he speaks the language of the bodyguards, right? Because they're like, they were loyal to the last people. And he's like, will you be loyal to me? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. And she's like, this is a bad idea. And he's like, yeah, it's not actually. It's going to be fine. It has already come in handy. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fine. Um, But yeah, like I am totally cool with the whole season of just like watching Boba Fett wrestle control of this city from the mayor. Yeah, I think that would be great. Yeah. I love how expansive Tatooine has become. Yeah. Really a, a, like a hub for the, uh, I guess... Yeah, I don't know. I'm Would you so say excited. like scum and villainy? Yeah, no, no greater hub of scum and villainy. Yeah, uh, I love the little bar that they have and the the, the Twilight Lady. I love the representative like, for the mayor. Yeah, and like and like free jazz cantina theme. Oh my god, when they walked into the cantina, I felt like hold on, you're gonna laugh at this. I felt like they were like, hey, do you know Pulp Fiction? Hey, do the intro for Pulp intro. Fiction. <laughs> but make it the cantina theme. Because <laughs> the little. Little dude was like, yeah, <laughs> doing his old yeah. tremolo thing. Cantina Van Halen. Yeah. <laughs> um. Nah, dude. It was just. It was rad, right? And it's been a year. Um. A year of of marveling dangerously, and now we got Star Wars back. We do have Star Wars back, and I will say, on fandoms in general, I needed Star Wars. I recently got back into Potter. I needed that. Yeah. Have you, so, you watched the thing yet? I have about twenty minutes left. I, uh, I have more than that left, but I, I've started it. I. It's very good. Yeah. I think. That whole thing. Well, we're doing that as our in-depth episode this week, so we'll yeah. obviously go in depth. But the way that I mean, when Alfonso shows up, oh, we'll talk about it. We'll we'll talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but I needed I needed to like I've had a lot of Marvel. I need yeah something else. <laughs> yeah, and 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 like we I definitely when. Uh, when everything started getting pushed back with Marvel, I was, like, not upset at all. And then yeah. and then WandaVision came out, and it was, like, a great... For the first six, seven episodes, it was, like, a great ease back in. And yeah. now we're done with Spider-Man No Way Home, and I'm, I'm just, again, like, shut up. It's so good, though. It's so good, but I'm just like, stop telling me things about people yes i don't i don't want to know about superheroes anymore no i don't i want to know because they've just been casually cranking the stakes back up and i'm like okay no. okay the next show yeah. need I, I hope the next show is is relatively chill i mean hawkeye was great what? like that was that hawkeye was, was very chill that was good uh, coming right in between uh uh eternals and star wars not star wars spider-man yeah eternals is big they're gonna have to figure something out with the giant hand coming out of the ocean yeah uh gosh but yeah, I needed Star Wars back. And what I've been trying to do, like, the other thing is in 2021, you and I had this huge commitment to, like, reading new to us material. Yeah. And I need familiarity yeah. so like you bad. you would not believe. I need. Like you would like, not believe. I know these characters. I don't. Yeah, it's like I'm Jones to read books I read last January just because they, yeah, like, had time to cool. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm sitting here, like, I, I picked up. Elantris, which is uh, a solo, like a, it's a Brandon Sanderson, but it's just one book. Um, there's no like series to it. And like, I keep looking at it like, God, I want to read this, but I can't, I cannot yeah. learn new characters. I yeah. can't learn a new magic system. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, I, I did listen to, uh, like 10 or 11 of the series of unfortunate events books in like two days. I know you did. So How there's did also some part of me that's like, I don't ever want to hear Tim Curry speak ever again. I, you know, you might not be wrong about that. I don't want to say anything about Tim Curry actually, because too many people have been 
too many beloved celebrities have been dying recently. That's true. We're back yeah, on our like 2016 grind. Yeah. No, I don't want that. Uh, man, I really enjoyed this book of Boba Fett show. I don't even know how to predict what I think will happen next. I love the back to tank. I love how vulnerable he is, uh, but also how like genuinely strong he is. That, yeah. I mean, that's what they keep reminding us about Mandalorians. Is like you think they're these superhuman fighters, and they are. But where one dude can take on three guys, a Mandalorian could take on five. And if we give him six, he'll lose. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like, but sometimes he comes home with a big centipede monster centaur things head and earns the respect of the Tusken Raiders that way. Yeah. I do love that, that we're be... constantly just getting like more humanization of the Tuscans. Yeah. I, I think that's one of the best um, things about Disney era Star Wars. They are still just interestingly like Jawas are bad. Jawas are bad. Jawas, not, Jawas are greedy. Greed is bad, guys. <laughs> and I mean, I get yeah. it. Like, if anybody's going to take his armor, and also, like, we established that that's where the that's who got it was the Jawas. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like, as much as the as much as the Tuscans are getting their due, the Jawas are still just like, hey, guys, Jawas are just our scapegoat enemy here. But but they're not like they're like a non-violent enemy for the most part. For the most part, yeah, they're just annoying. Yeah. Oh, what'd you get at Starbucks? Uh, caramel brulee latte. I have a bone to pick with coffee right now in that I got a new coffee machine. Yeah. It's been like been like a month now. Yeah. And um, it has its own scoop. And it says if you're filling the carafe on the scooper, it says if you're filling the carafe, use four to seven scoops. That is a lot of, of variation there. That's a lot of variation. Yeah. And so I... I like I've had this coffee machine for like a month and I cannot get the I just can't get it to where I want it to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I just can't find a rhythm where I'm like, okay, this makes a good cup of coffee. And then also, I don't always want to fill the carafe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Right. Sometimes I just want a cup of coffee. Um, I mean, I know I could just use a tablespoon and measure it the old-fashioned way. Yeah. Are you grinding your own beans, or are you just... You... No, I okay. I actually... Uh, I don't mind grinding my own beans, but if it's in a, a drip coffee maker, I generally just buy whatever, like, the cheapest Kroger coffee they make is. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's just... I'm not doing a pour-over or anything. I mean, that's fair. But yeah, I usually just let the grinder decide. How do you do... I don't understand. How do you do that? Like... Most grinders have like they they decide what how many cups of coffee is enough coffee grounds. How? What do you mean? There's they have like a cup setting. Show me. Well, mine doesn't. Well, then what? But like like your brother's coffee maker, the office. It just that's like a grinder and the coffee maker all in one. Isn't negative. It? No, they have the it's the same brand, but know. yeah. Um, but yeah, just you, you press like if you want eight cups, you press eight cups and it dispenses that amount of grounds. Okay, so you put the beans into the machine. Yeah, and then you say I want eight cups, and then it grinds up eight cups worth yeah. of beans. Okay. I mean, mine mine doesn't, but I, I've measured it out before I put it in the right. grinder with like a scale. With the scale, you you making a fancy coffee? I mean, yeah, I have a Keur uh, not a Keurig. <laughs> oh, you got a Keurig? You making a real fancy? That's the thing is my cheap ass Kroger coffee is still better than Keurig. Coffee. Oh yeah, absolutely. God, that's awful. I, I, I the fact that Nespresso has not put Keurig out of business yet is is crazy. Nespresso's to me. so good. It's so much better than Keurig. Yeah. Um, Chemex is the word I was looking for. I have a Chemex. Oh, you fancy? Yeah. I think my coffee maker is made by Ninja. Oh, I know. I, I bought the Kate the same one for Christmas. The one I have? Yeah. Well, the step down from what you have. Oh, okay. Does it have the frother? Mm -hmm. I like the frother. We've been making butter beer. You I and couldn't I find a logistical this. difference between the two, and the one you have was like $70 more. I have no idea. But like, I, I no, I'm not criticizing you in any way. It's just like, A, yeah. <laughs> they didn't have the one you had at Target, and they do have the one that I bought at Target, um, like ready for pickup, and it was three days before Christmas. Um, but also like, yeah, I, I was looking back and forth between the pages and I was like, there's, they, they say the exact same thing. Yeah. Mine has some features that like, obviously I will never use. Like all yeah. I really want is brew me a hot pot of coffee. Well, so she, she I really dug the fact that you could, cause she loves to make iced coffee. Oh yeah. So I really like that. And too. she, she liked liked loved the fact cold. that she could just put a 
cup under it and have it make her iced coffee. Yeah. Um, um, I don't do iced coffee. I, I drink hot coffee 365 days a year. That's not a flex. Uh, I think they just give you more liquid with a hot coffee, and I don't like it when it gets watered down. Mm. I like an iced coffee a lot. I'm more likely to drink a black iced coffee than a black hot coffee. I would, Sometimes mm. I like my coffee to be bruised. Yeah, I don't know. I don't dislike iced coffee. If somebody hands me an iced coffee and it's like, hey, I went to Starbucks, here's an iced coffee. I'll drink it. Yeah. I'll, I'll drink it and be like, man, this is delicious. I should get iced coffee more often. Oh, I will never. I will drink a black iced coffee from Starbucks. I will never drink a black hot coffee from Starbucks. No, I won't either. Ever. Their water's too hot. Yeah, I don't know why they even sell hot coffee. Yeah. Like drip coffee. It's disgusting. It's very bad. Yeah. yeah. People are like, Starbucks burns one... their beans. And I'm like, yeah, so they can get a coffee taste in their, you know, caramel brulee latte. Right. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to get from Starbucks. Right. When people, I think it's so that when like macho men go into Starbucks and they're like, "I'll take a black coffee," that Starbucks can be like laughing at them. Yeah, like, ha ha ha! You you thought you beat the system. Yeah. Also, I think Starbucks doesn't want to sell a dollar seventy five cup of coffee. No, absolutely not. <laughs> right? Like, I think they want to sell a ten dollar. Yeah, but like, and that's the thing is, people are like Starbucks coffee sucks, and I'm like, yeah, because you're buying the wrong thing from Starbucks. And I get it if like if the wrong thing from the coffee shop is to go in and order a coffee, we just need to manage expectations when it comes to Starbucks, right? Like. We're, we're expecting Starbucks to be something that it is not. I mean, we, we, we are not. We're not, but we as a society. Yeah. What is your go-to Starbucks drink right now? Cranberry Brulee? Uh, no, it's Pet Mocha. They're just out of Pet Mocha at the Starbucks that I go to. So I know where you live, and yeah. I know not where a Starbucks nearby you is, but I do know of at least two like niche coffee shops. One of them that's a little commercialized because they're pretty big around town, but one of them that's like a coffee shop. I would rather have a, a hot... At this point in my life, I'd rather have a hot drip coffee from Starbucks than anything from Mill Mountain. I think you got burned by Mill Mountain. It's just they're not very good. But cello's good. Cello's good, yeah, for sure. But I don't I don't always want, you know, a Turkish coffee. Sometimes I want a caramel brulee latte. We have an R and D here in Vinton. You can go to. Um, definitely closer to like regular R and D. At Wasina? Yeah. But the Starbucks is right there next to Sheets. Next to Sheets? Yeah. On the other side of, of Williamson. Oh, oh, over by where I used to work. Yeah. Yeah. I know where Starbucks is. We used to go there all the time. I go either to that one or the one at the bridges, literally depending on which way my car is facing. I, um, where do I get Starbucks? But the bridges Starbucks, bridges Starbucks sucks. Yeah? Yeah, it's not good. They, and they, they get like last pick of ingredients, apparently. They're always out of stuff these days. I don't know, man. Call Seattle. I've been Say feeling, hey. uh, you know, off and on under the weather recently. I've been getting a lot of medicine balls from Starbucks. That is a good thing what's a medicine ball the honey citrus mint tea oh that sounds good it's like mint tea peach tea honey and lemonade sounds really like good. hot it's really good i get a uh i've been doing a london fog with oat milk those are also good. Earl gray and oat milk um that's really good i've always been a chai latte yeah i don't like chai very guy. much i love chai I, i'm big chai guy. yeah it was like i was never uh -huh. that big into chai and then i went to india for two weeks and there was chai everywhere and it was like not to be that guy but it was like way better because it's like where oh, it comes yeah. from um, i'm certain it would be way better yeah and so then i got back here and i was like man i really don't like chai now <laughs> well and it's i mean like starbucks is just using tazo which i buy yeah. at my house like so yeah i i end up spending way too much for it if i go to starbucks yeah. because i have all the ingredients at my house yep um and a frother um what kind of starbucks drink do you think boba fett would buy boba fett I think people would think he's doing a black coffee. No way, dude. He's way but too soft for I don't think he is. Yeah, I agree. I think... And he gets it, too, right? Like, he would... But do you think he does, like, a drip coffee, mixes his own cream and sugar? No. No. I think mixing your own cream and sugar in the coffee at Starbucks is insulting to the people that work at Starbucks. I agree. I think they think that, too, which is why all the cream and yeah. sugar is nasty. 
Yeah. Um, also, yeah, if I want a black coffee with cream and sugar in it, with like a creamer packet and a sugar packet in it, I'm just not going to Starbucks. Right. I'm making it at home. Yeah. I, I'm I'm rethinking my life. Right. <laughs> um, Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Oh, you know what? His green armor, he painted himself. You think he's a matcha guy? Probably. I think he is. I think he understands something about the healing properties of that tea. Yeah. Maybe put some turmeric in there or something. Yeah. May he might be a Yerb guy, man. Yeah. Get the Yerb Mate. Yerb Mate, that's the one with the straw. Mm-hmm. Like if you make it properly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh and it's in like a fancy cup. Yeah. Tastes like moss. Is it good? No. No, it's not. <laughs> I've done like I it's a it's an Argentine thing originally and I've I've done it like proper uh-huh. when I was in college and I was like this is disgusting. Let's see. And it's it's Boba definitely Fett. not COVID friendly either because you pat the the traditionally you pass it around like a like a bong mm. and like everybody there's like one cup of yerb at the table. Oh and like everybody just like slams that. Yeah, back like like around the circle. Gross. Yeah. Definitely not COVID friendly. I saw uh Riot. You remember Riot? Sort of Star Wars podcast shout out. Yeah. Yeah, he was doing something that I mean, I love Riot. I think he's amazing. And I want to be very clear about that. But I saw in his Instagram story. He was doing something very not COVID friendly. And it was like passing a ping pong ball by like blowing it out of your mouth. And I was like, what is happening right now? Yeah, there's definitely some procedures of of like <laughs> old school party culture where like pre COVID party culture where I'm like, man, we really just how am did. I not dead? How am I not dead? Yeah, because I like co- it's been it's been a rare experience, but I've played beer pong with beer in the cups. Oh God, no, that's disgusting. Why did yeah. we do that? Especially like because we the, I think the first time you and I played beer pong, it was like outside at a Halloween party at Virginia Tech. I don't know if that was probably not your first time, but my first time I think playing beer pong was there. Yeah, and the ball like goes into the dirt. Yeah. On the ground. On the ground, like outside where people have been like standing and vomiting and and sweating. That being said, uh, the ground probably doesn't have COVID. Ground's probably pretty safe, yeah. Yeah. If you're going to lick anything that isn't food these days... The ground's probably better than doorknobs. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I would just avoid avoid licking things that aren't food. Well, same. And then, you know, probably, unless you're eating ice cream or like a lollipop, don't lick your food. Just put it in your mouth. Just put it in your mouth and chew it. Chew your lollipop. Chew. Hi, Mr. Al would know something about that. How many licks does it take to get the center of the Tootsie Pop? Three. Uh, one. Two. Two. Three. Three. No, but I think you're spot on with the matcha. Honestly, I really do. Yeah, I I think he's a matcha guy. Healthy respect I, for ever, Japanese culture. Oh yeah, this show. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know when they made Star Wars Visions that Dave Filoni called up and was like, actually, my show, my new Book of Boba Fett show is going to be an anime, and they were like, no, you have to do it live action this you time. You have to do it live action. And, yeah. <laughs> It's like no 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 no. It's gonna be like they're like Japanese. It's gonna be cool. <laughs> what if instead of the book of Boba Fett, they did Boba Vision, where it was like eleven like, different sitcoms, and and Vision was in it. And, <laughs> yeah, and Vision was in it. <laughs> I think uh, Paul Bettany is in Vi- Star Wars, Vi- right? Vision. Yeah, Paul Bettany is. Um, he's in Solo. Yes, I was trying to remember his name. Oh, the, I- He's the like bounty hunter boss guy. Yeah, couldn't begin to tell you. Um, I think we should get together and watch Solo. I don't know if you've thought about this idea. I think we should watch Solo sitting on the same couch. Okay, I could be game for that. Yeah, I'm about that life. Um, I have a feeling, knowing our my wife and your fiance, we will end up watching Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. But I want to plan to watch Solo. Interesting choice on the on the. Well, that's on where I'm at. We oh okay. We we're on four right now. Okay. So. <laughs> Um, as always with these new shows, love the droid. Yes. The, I like, love how human the droid is. Yeah, the sassy, 
not protocol droid. I love when they was like, we really should get a protocol droid. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're like, I didn't understand a word of that. Oh. <laughs> uh. That's my thoughts on Booga Boba Fett episode one. I want to talk about this show. I'm sure you do too. So if you want to talk to us, uh, talk to us on Discord, which is $3 a month, or you can talk to us through our Patreon page, or you can talk to me on Twitter for free or on our Facebook group for free. I want to talk more about Booga Boba Fett. I'm excited about this show. I want to see where it goes. And we'll see you next Monday. See you next Monday. Bye. Bye.